Hello and welcome to the very first official episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. I'm your host, Joe Webb, and this is a podcast for everyone who's trying to find faith beyond the fences. Welcome. I'm so glad that you have joined me for this very first episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. Today, I'd like to tell you a little story about what Accidental Tomatoes is, how it came about, and the reasons for this online community that um, that we're getting started uh, on the Accidental Tomatoes webpage and through uh, my blog and through this podcast. And so I want to tell you a story about how a forgotten seed showed me how the church could change. So a couple of years ago, I planted a little herb garden in the landscaping in front of my house. It was a simple little patch, maybe about three feet in diameter. It actually was a planter that I built around uh, where I had cut down a tree in our front yard, and I couldn't get the root out, so I needed to hide it, you know, in the landscaping somehow. And so we built this little um, kind of a a brick um, circle to plant, you know, oregano and basil and thyme and just some of the standard things that you put in an herb garden. And all of that stuff just lived in this nice little three-foot diameter ring that was right outside our kitchen window. So I could keep a really close eye on it uh, and see how things were developing there. And I could run out real quick when I needed something to cook with. And somewhere along the line, we decided, you know, my wife and I, neither one are gardeners, but we thought, let's put in like some cherry tomato. We like cherry tomatoes on our salads. And I really like hot peppers. Uh, so I planted a couple little hot pepper plants. They all fit in there really nicely. And so all of this stuff just really kind of lived happily together in this little herb garden. Uh, and that summer, this was, I think this was two summers ago. And we got so much really just fresh flavor out of that garden for our meals that summer. And not to mention, we got a couple of really amazing batches of fresh homemade salsa from all of the cherry tomatoes and the little hot peppers uh, and the oregano, you know, just all of it went together into some really good dishes and especially this this salsa that we made from it. And so at the end of the season, like, you know, when everything was done blooming, um, it, where I live here in uh, the Ohio Valley region of West Virginia, the growing season ends about, you know, the end of September, first of October. And so, you know, when everything was off, um, when everything was done, I just decided, you know, I kind of had this thing going with just the herbs for a couple of years and it was kind of starting to get a little bit messy in there. So I'm just, I decided I was going to just dig everything out and get all of the roots of everything out so that I could just start from scratch the next spring. And so I took everything out of there, even took a lot of the, the soil out that was with it just because it was easier than trying to separate the soil from the roots. I figured I'd just put, you know, a couple bags of soil in the next spring. And so that was my intention. And so that winter, you know, we, we incorporated it into our Christmas decorations. We made, we made the little herb garden look like a little um, ice skating pond for these little Christmas characters that we had. And, and so I thought, well, you know, when spring came, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start this thing all over from scratch. But, it, but as often happens, you know, life kind of got in the way. Spring turned into summer before I knew it. Summer turned into fall. Fall turned into winter. And by the following spring, I still hadn't planted anything at all in there. I still just had this bare patch of dirt kind of staring at me every time I looked 
outside the window. So that, so that was this past spring, and I thought, well, I'm gonna here, I'm just gonna try again. Well, this past spring, it just rained all the time here, and so I just didn't have a chance to to plant anything in there because it just it seemed like it never stopped raining, or at least when I would have had time to work on it, it was always raining. When it wasn't raining, I was busy doing other things, and so this year's good intentions didn't really turn into anything more productive than last year's good intentions. And so again, spring turned into summer and by summertime, all I had was just a, a patch of weeds in this little three foot diameter herb garden kind of staring at me. And I kept pulling the weeds and spraying Roundup on it, just trying to get rid of it. And finally I got it like, I don't know, about the end of June, I got it all cleaned out. And then something really, really funny happened. A couple of weeks after, like the last time I cleaned out all of the weeds out of this little empty bed of dirt, I noticed that there was some new greenery poking up like right dead center in the middle of this thing. And I thought, oh, here we go again. I, you know, I thought I had all these weeds killed, thought I had them all out of here. And so I'm just going to have to go out there and do it all again. So I kind of ignored it for a few days. And then I noticed, you know, I kind of took a closer look. And I said, what do you, that's not a weed. That's a, that's a tomato plant that's coming up out of the ground there. Now, keep in mind, it had been at least two years since I had planted anything in that little three-foot diameter circular little flower bed. But there, somehow, despite, you know, a year and a half of absolute, not only just absolute neglect, but actively trying to eradicate everything out of there, no new soil, no new fertilizer, no new anything, this little cherry tomato plant just decided it was going to grow there. And so even though it was like, I don't know, it was into July already when this thing sprouted, which is very late in the growing season in our neck of the woods here, we just kind of decided, you know, my wife and I talked about it. We said, let's just let it go. Let's just see what happens. Let's see if it makes it. And then, you know, we noticed, well, it's got it's got flowers on it. Cherry tomato plants get these, these really pretty little yellow flowers started to pop off of there. And so we started to get kind of excited. We're like, we're going to get some tomatoes off this thing. Who, who knew that this thing could just grow out from nowhere and actually, you know, put off fruit? So we were getting kind of excited about that. But like a couple of days later, I looked out the kitchen window and I'm like, all oh, the flowers are gone. And I'm like, oh man, like we have rabbits and squirrels and, and deer that are in our neighborhood all the time. We kind of live um, next to uh, kind of a, a wood, a wooded plot in our neighborhood and that somebody, you know, one of these critters has gotten in there and just chewed everything off. And I thought, well, that's the end of it. You know, it, it, it was an exciting little experiment while it lasted. Um, and, but, you know, again, I didn't really have time to do anything with it. So I just let it go. And then lo and behold, you know, a few days later, there's brand new flowers coming off of this thing. And, and this time the, the neighborhood fauna decided to leave it alone. And within a week or two, some tiny little green fruit started to appear there. And so we kind of, you know, we thought, well, if we're going to, if we're going to grow fruit on this thing, we got to take care of it. Now, before this, we had just sort of let it, it was kind of spreading out all over the place. Tomato plants, if you, if you don't know, kind of grow in a vine. And so you always see tomatoes are always on stakes, you know, so that they have something to hold on to. Well, we hadn't done anything. And so this thing was kind of sprawling all over this little three foot diameter flower bed. And so we got some stakes out and we put some stakes in the ground and we tied, you know, these vines up so that the tomato, the, so that the plant would grow up and, and like, it just took off. I mean, it got huge. And, and then, so like all summer long, we harvested 
these little accidental tomatoes, these tomatoes that we didn't intend to grow, that honestly, I had actively tried to kill, you know, the the whole little plot, you know, just trying to get rid of the weeds. And, and as I started thinking about these accidental tomatoes, it kind of reminded me of all of the people that, that the modern institutional church has kind of neglected, right? People who haven't been fed by the church, haven't been cared for, haven't been nurtured, and very often haven't even been paid attention to, right? The people who have just kind of wandered away without a word. The ones who've been forced out because they didn't measure up to some imaginary standard of, of purity or morality. The people who were made, for whatever reason, to feel unloved and unwelcome. These are people who, like, regardless of like all of the neglect and the lack of care and the lack of nurturing still persisted, right, in the insistence that they were worthy of love, that they were worthy of friendship, that they were worthy of value, right, that they were worthy of relationship, and, and most of all, they were worthy of Jesus. And so my little accidental tomato grew, right, despite me not only paying not a whit of attention to it, but actively, you know, trying to kind of poison the soil with, with weed killer. Like, despite all of that, this thing decided that it was going to grow, right? And, and so that's what it did. And it produced for us this summer a bumper crop of delicious fruit. There are people in the world, I think, who have really, really, really legitimate reasons for saying no to all of the trappings of, of organized religion. But, but what if, I started to think, what if, instead of just closing our doors to them and closing our hearts to them, we started to really see all that the beauty that they're capable of bringing into not only the world in general, but into the rest of our lives specifically. What if we allowed them to feed us, to nurture us, so that we could all together become more and more alive. See, just despite all of like the, the really, really legitimate issues that we have these days with the organized church, and believe me, I've got plenty of issues of my own, and I'm, I'm an ordained minister, but I still believe that the church is God's plan for the world, right? To, to set things right in the world. And, and I believe, you know, despite all of the problems of organized religion and the institutional church, that model is actually still working really well for a lot of people. But there are a lot of us that it's just not working for anymore. And there is no amount of recruiting or cajoling, you know, that's going to bring people back. There's no... There's no way that we can reinvent, you know, some imaginary glory days of the church that are going to get back all of the people that have left. And it's not that they've left because of anything they've done. It's largely that they've left because of things that we've done, the neglect, right? The, the lack of attention, the lack of caring. In Appalachia, where I live, we have a, we have a, a, a little folk saying called, you know, we, we say, if you're just trying to dress something up and make it look pretty, we call that putting lipstick on a pig. Right. And sometimes I think that's what the church has tried to do in order to get people back. We've tried to just to kind of put lipstick on a pig. Right. But I think things can be different. 
right? And I think, I think church can be different. I don't think church needs to mean what we've come to define it to mean. Again, like I said before, I still think the church is God's plan for the world, but I don't necessarily think that the church has to look the way that we have made the church look over the last several generations, especially here in America, right? I don't think the church has to be hardback pews. I don't think it has to be long-winded sermons. I don't think it has to be songs that we can't sing the tunes to, right? I don't think it, on the other hand, I also don't think it has to be hyped up light and laser shows with with tight-shirted pastors and fake smiles, right? And all of this stuff that kind of goes with, with some of those expressions of church, right? All, all church really has to be is community, right? All church really has to be is people in relationship with one another and, and ultimately, I believe, with Jesus, right? That's, that's all church really has to be. It has to be a community of people who care for one another deeply, who are, who are trying to follow the way of Jesus, which, which is a way of unconditional love, of unmerited grace, of, of reconciling uh, and restorative justice, Right and not not revenge, not petty punishment for for sins or imagined slights. Right, it's it's community that at its heart that's what church always was, was just communities of people trying to live out this way of Jesus and trying to make their world a little better and the world of their neighbors a little better. All all the church needs, to quote the Beatles, all the church needs. Is, is love. And so that's what I see this accidental tomatoes thing becoming, right? So through this podcast that you are listening to the very first uh, episode of, and through, uh, through, through my own blog at joewebrights.com, this is going to be a place where we can come together and, and share stories of how God's unconditional love for everyone can change the world. And so we'll do this through online interactions, right? We'll do it through the comment sections that go with the podcast and with the blog. We'll do it on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, on our Instagram page. We'll have conversations with each other and we will forge relationships, we'll inspire unity, and we'll work together for justice for all and for the common good. And so I'm really, really, really glad you tuned in. I'm really, really, really glad you're here to participate in this Accidental Tomatoes community. And so if you haven't been there yet, you can find Accidental Tomatoes online at accidentaltomatoes.com. You can find uh, my blog at joewebrights.com. There's a link from the Accidental Tomatoes uh, site over to my blog where we'll be Um, unpacking a lot of um, interpretation of scripture, a lot of how we apply the way of Jesus to situations in our life. Uh, So hopefully that'll give us um, some things that we can kind of practically uh, get around and have some conversations about. You can find us on social, on on all of the social media, uh, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, at Accidental Tomatoes. Um, So Jump on there, follow those pages, engage in conversation through those forums there. 
And, and if you would decide that this is something um, that it's a value to you that you want to support financially, let me first of all say there is absolutely no obligation. Um, there's, there's a ton of free content uh, that is that is already available now on the website and on our social media, and, and there will continue to be a lot of free content that's available for anyone, anytime. But if you'd like to go a little deeper, if you'd like to get a little more into some different kinds of conversations with folks, and if you feel like this is something um, that, that you feel kind of compelled to support financially, for as little as $2 a month, you can support us through the Patreon platform. Just go to patreon.com slash accidentaltomatoes. And you can find on there, there's several tiers of support that we invite you into. And, and there's various kind of, you know, perks and swag and stuff like that uh, that go along with the different tiers of support. Uh, and so if you feel like that that's something that you want to support, I, I would absolutely love your support there. But again, feel no obligation. Uh, tons of free content on the website and across our social media channels. And so that's it for the very first official episode of the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. Again, thanks for joining me for this conversation. And I really look forward to talking more with you soon here on Accidental Tomatoes. <laughs>